Hi, thank you for tuning in to The Strain. Um, it's your host again today, Israel. Um, just filming a late uh, episode here. Just wanted to talk about um, sativa and indica. The uh, the origin and the evolution, as well as the some of the terms and uh, how um, just kind of how the names came to be and just more descriptive into them. Um, yeah, so sorry if I seem kind of distracted at the moment. I'm currently concentrated on trying to take a dab. Um, I had recently acquired some dabs today, so uh, I was going to go ahead and uh, indulge. But um, anyway, back to the origin and the evolution of the terms. So the word sativa and the word indica were introduced around the 18th century, and they were used to describe, obviously, the different species of cannabis plants. Um, the term sativa was uh, named by a man named Carnal, Carl Linnaeus, I believe is how you say his name. Um, he used to de uh, describe uh, hemp plants found in Europe and Western Eurasia, where it was cultivated for um, like rope and I believe in clothing as well as his seeds. Um, and uh, indica was actually named by I believe um, I don't know if I I butcher name, so I'm sorry. It's uh, John Bab Baptiste Lamarck. Um, he discovered its uh, psychoactive. He discovered the psychoactive varieties in India, so that's where the indica comes from, because of the where he had ex uh, located it at. And it was harvested as well for its uh, seasoned fiber. But um, out there, they also use it for its hashish. Um, I don't know if too many of you have seen a documentary about um, about Indian hashish and all that stuff. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, so, and. We go ahead and, uh, you know, we, we go ahead and we classify these two plants into a, into a high and a low, which is the sativa. You know, the sativa gives you that, that really um, uplifting feeling, they say, of um, like energy and all that. And the sativa plant itself is, is, is tall, has narrow leaves, um, has considerably longer um, flowering cycles and uh, better suited for warm climates. While the indica is like a short bush, um, most sometimes it's mostly as purple. Um, it has uh, bigger leaves. It's a very uh, sometimes a considerably shorter flowering cycle of uh, flowering cycles. Sorry, bleh. As well as um, that purple color because it's more suitable for uh, colder climates. Um, now, apparently, it seems like um, that they have found some evidence that the um, that there might not be really any difference in the name of the strains at all, but the uh, the crazy thing is is um, is that even though that we don't uh, we don't really have a description for um, like exactly like how indica you know they say it gives you that uplift that that heavy feeling I mean and while sativa gives you that really like energy feeling they say that it actually doesn't do that but yet the plants grow differently. So, and we don't really know on how, why that works, but, you know, it's Mother Nature at its best. Man, I could not get any dabs right now at the moment. I am too distracted right now. So, I'm just going to go ahead and put that up for at the moment. But, today, sativas refer to, like I said, the tall, skinny plants give you that uplifting feeling. Um, An indica has the stout, broad leaves, you know, delivers heavy feeling effects. You know, and then we have hemp, which refers to the in just regular no bud, just made for, you know, fibers and clothing and all that. 
Um, now we have a we have a three type system that we use to predict the cannabis effects. Um, especially is when we first entering the vast overwhelming world of cannabis uh, with so many strains and products to choose from, you know, like kind of like where exactly, where do we begin exactly, you know? And with the answer of that is cannabinoids, cannabinoids and terpenes, two words you should kind of put in your little wallet there if you have terminologies, if you haven't. Um, but we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. We need to know the two prominent cannabis researchers of, of, um, Sativa and Indica classification should have any bearing on consumer strain selection. Ethan Russo is a neurologist who researched cannabis psychopharmology, is respected worldwide, and Jeffrey Raber, PhD, is a chemist who founded the first independent testing lab to analyze cannabis terpenes in a commercial. The way the Sativa and the Indica labels are utilized is commerce nonsense, Russo. Russo says in an interview, the clinical effects of the cannabis chemovar have nothing to do with whether the plant is tall and sparse versus short and bushy, and whether the leaflets are narrow and broad. Now, Raber agreed when asked if the bud tender should be guiding consumers with terms like indica and sativa. He replied, there is no factual or scientific basis to make these broad sweeping recommendations, and it needs to stop today. We need to seek to understand better which standardized cannabis composition is causing which effects when delivered in which fashions, at which specific dosages, to which types of consumers. What this means is that not all sativas will energize you and not all indicas will sedate you. You may notice a tendency for these so-called sativas to be uplifting or these indicas to be relaxing, especially when we expect to feel one way or the other. Just note that there's no hard and fast rule and no determinate Terminate chemical data that supports any prefect perfect predictive pattern. And now, if these don't have patterns, then, you know, if it's not predictive, then what is? The effects of any given cannabis strain depend on a number of different factors, including the product's chemical profile, your unique biology, tolerance, dose, consumption method. Understand how these factors change the experience, and you'll have the best chance of finding that perfect strain for you. Now, getting back to cannabinoids, the, pl the cannabis plant is compromised of, of, of hundreds of chemical compounds that kind of create different effects, you know, um, uh, which is led by cannabinoids and terpenes. Cannabinoids like THC and CBD, which are the two most common and the main drivers of that um, therapeutic and uh, recreational and medicinal effect. Um, you know, we have THC with tetrahydrocannabinol, which is that psychoactive chemical that makes us feel really hungry, you know what I mean? But also gets rid of that, um, like that, you know, if you have like a nauseous feeling or like some type of like ache or pain. And then we have um, cannabidol, I believe. Cannabidol. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I am terrible at pronouncing words sometimes. And that's the CBD, which is the non-intoxicating compound that um, to relieve anxiety, um, inflammation, pain, and all those other medical ailments. Um, um, cannabis itself contains over a hundred different types of cannabinoids, but let's just familiarize ourselves with THC and CBD just because um, uh, if you're going to be choosing a strain based on its indica or sativa classification, let's go ahead and look at, this, at these uh, three buckets. So we got THC dominant strains, which are primarily chosen by people who want that really potent effect. These strains um, 
are also used to treat really high levels of pain, depression, insomnia. Um, and you tend to feel sometimes a little bit more anxious because some, you know, like it'll creep up on you and hit you like a train wreck. You know what I mean? Um, but if, if you have that anxiety, you know, try other, um, uh, strains with different side effects associated with THC, like with um, higher levels of CBD, like um, CBD dominant strains, which contain only small amounts of THC and are widely used by um, people who are sensitive to THC, like the people who get sick and stuff like that, and only are really needing it for like its um, um, clear-headed relief feeling. You know what I mean? Kind of like um, like an anti-inflammatory or kind of just like um, a brief feeling of relaxation. And then we have like a balance, which is kind of like hybrids and stuff like that, which they contain a balanced level of THC offering a mild euphoria, kind of just like a relax, you know, not like a couch lock, but not like a too much of a big burst of energy. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty good medium for most normal cannabis smokers and it's what i would recommend you know what i mean if you really don't know where you're at kind of just start in the middle and if that's too much for you work down and if that's too weak for you work up you know so now we've got terpenes if you guys have ever used like some type of like essential oil or like aroma therapy to kind of like relax you then you then maybe you kind of like understand the basics of terpenes terpenes are the aroma compounds um, produced by a plant or a fruit, well, plant and a fruit. Um, they can be found in things like flowers, grapes, oranges, um, pepper, and, of course, our friend cannabis here. Um, and it's secreted by the same glands that ooze THC and CBD um, uh, as well. And the terpenes are what make the cannabis smell like things like um, like that piney smell or that like citrusy, that strawberry banana, that fuel, that diesel smell. Um, like uh, essential oils in a diffuser, terpenes can make us feel like a stimulated or or depending on, on the compounds of it or, or sedated on a low. Um, depending on which ones are produced, pining, I believe that's how you say it, is an alerting terpene, while linalool, I believe is how you say it, has relaxing properties. There are all kinds of different types of um, terpenes in cannabis. And it's worth, you know, just maybe picking up like a book or, you know, going onto Google and just taking a look and seeing on what kind of compounds in there and familiar, familiarizing yourself with the ones that are the most, that are the least most common. Now, uh, oh man, now with... Let's talk about a little bit about biology, dosing, um, and consumption methods. So we're going to go ahead and look at these following questions when choosing the right strain and product for yourself. Um, how much experience do you have with um, recreational or medical cannabis? Is your tolerance really high? Is your tolerance really low? Is your tolerance like kind of in the middle? Are you susceptible to anxiety or like paranoia? Do you like certain types of like weeds kind of just really just not get you feeling how you how you want to feel like a couch lock um you know if so consider like low doses and um if you have and if you do have that like real anxiety anxiety to where like no matter what you do every time you try to relax even though it does make you feel good you always have that paranoia like oh man you know like something's gonna happen you know go ahead and just try try some higher than the cbd level cannabinoids of um of uh cannabis um and now do you want like the effects to last like a long time now instead of smoking you can go ahead and you know try try edibles 
um, you know, they uh, they kind of stay in your system a little bit and they kind of get up in there and, you know, we all seen those memes where these edibles ain't, you know, and whoo, they, boy, do they get you. <clears throat> and also, if you want a short-term experience, I would take a look at inhalation or possibly a tincture, something that you could put underneath your tongue. There are many factors considering um, when you're choosing what you're trying, what you're trying to, um, the strain you're using and the way you're trying to um, utilize that medication and or uh, recreational cannabis. Um, if you're still searching for an ideal strain, there are some important things to keep in mind. Um, like I said, there's, there's the indica, sativa, and hybrids. Um, the hybrids fall in between the middle. So like I said, if you're feeling kind of like you don't really know where to start, the middle, the hybrids is kind of where, where you should, where you should kind of go for. And I know it kind of seems like it's, like it's pretty overwhelming. There's a lot to kind of, uh, talk about. And I've kind of just skipped over here on the basics, but, um, you know, like if anything, just ask your local bud tender, look up online, you know, if you have any other questions, go ahead and uh, shoot me a message. I'll be more than happy to go ahead and answer some questions in my free time. You know, if, um, if you need anything on, you know, if you need any strain recommendations from, for, if you're a beginner from low tolerance to, um, high tolerance, if you're a first time consumer, if you just even want to know certain situations, if you just want to know resources on where I get my information, just, um, just, you know, anything, you know, how to find the best experience and high for you, you know, just go ahead and shoot me a message or um, just go ahead and do some research for yourself. Now, I just like to thank you all for going in and, and just taking the time to review this podcast. You know, I've been um, very busy recently and I've just been getting a whole bunch of content together on my um, YouTube as well as this podcast. And I got a lot of interesting uh, content coming up for you guys as well as interviews and I'm just really thank you for all tuning in um, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the strain and have a wonderful day